Glorcharlock's future secured for the next three years. Article by Suzanne Pender. Forest Naglelga recently approved funding of €141,000 to Glorcharlock, safeguarding the future of the successful organisation until 2024. Under the Promoting Irish in the Community scheme, the funding enables the employment of a full-time Ifigach Gaelge, or Irish Language Development Officer, as well as the rent of office space and the delivery of an extensive programme of events over the next three years. The scheme will be administered by a voluntary Board of Management. Glorcharlach has been grant-aided under similar schemes since 2008, and no doubt Carlo's ongoing success in the promotion of Irish during those years has merited this latest award. The scheme, entitled Scheme Forbeha Gaelge, is funded by Forsna Gaelge, which is the body set up under the Good Friday Agreement of 1999 and responsible for the promotion of the Irish language throughout the island of Ireland. Glorcharlach is based at the Oris Nanog Centre in the Aerog complex. M.A. Vryn has been Carlo's Irish language officer since 2008 and is looking forward to continuing in that role. She can be contacted on 085 134 0047 or via email at emma at glorcarlach.ie. Speaking on behalf of Glorcarlach, Breed de Rochta said the group is thrilled that Carlo has once again been selected for inclusion in the scheme. It's great to have the scheme roll over for a further three years and to receive such generous funding is most encouraging, she said. Having the support of a funded scheme in place since 2008 has brought the promotion of Irish in Carlo to a whole new level and this latest announcement is another major step in the town's aspiration to achieve bilingual status and reach its goal of normalising the use of the language in the local community, she added. Buoyed by its inclusion in this latest round of funding, despite stiff competition from similar Irish language communities across the country, Glorcharlach is currently on a major drive to encourage people of all ages and from all sections of the community to become actively involved in the promotion of Irish in Carlo over the next three years and build on past successes to ensure the use of the language in the community for future generations. An information annual general meeting will be held over Zoom on Monday the 6th of December at 7.30pm and all are invited to attend. If interested, please drop an email for the Zoom link to emma at glorcarlach.ie. Local author publishes second children's book. Article by Michael Tracy. A local author has crafted his second children's book featuring a heartwarming tale of facing your fears and friendship. Giraffe in the Trees is the second children's book by Brendan MacDonald who lives in Carlow Town. This beautiful story of friendship and facing your fears set in Glendalough shows that with a little help from our friends we can not only overcome our fears but even help others in the process. Having first visited Glendalough on a school tour, I was fascinated by the history of the site, the magnificent round tower and view over the two lakes as you look down from up among the trees, said Brendan, who was originally from Leash. Since then, Brendan has grown to love hiking in Glendalough, and it was from his many hikes that inspiration for the book came. I always liked the idea of a giraffe whose long neck blends into the trees overlooking the two lakes and the round tower below, 
and I wanted the story to reflect some of the scenes around Glendalough, especially the waterfall, the tower, and of course the two lakes, added Brendan. The story follows Jerry the giraffe, who lives in the trees above the lakes. Jerry has a secret. He can't swim, and doesn't want to tell any of the other animals. But when his friend Billy the goat gets into difficulty on the lake, Jerry, assisted by his friends Molly the mouse and Ben the butterfly, must face his fear of the water to save the day. We all have our fears that we have to overcome, especially when we are young. Our friends can help us along the way in overcoming these fears, and the story really resonates with that message, said Brendan. Some of the characters from his first book also feature in the second book. I wanted a link with the first book, so All of the Owl once again features as well as Jerry the Giraffe, so who knows, some of the characters in book two may also feature in book number three. Brendan was delighted to once again work with the very talented Donegal-based illustrator Martin Beckett, who also illustrated his first book. Working with Martin is easy and the process is now seamless. Martin's talent and skill in bringing Jerry the Giraffe and his friends to life was invaluable, and the beautiful illustrations really resonate with the young readers, who in turn give lovely feedback, said Jerry. 20% of the net profits from the sale of Giraffe in the Trees will be donated to Deborah Ireland, the Butterfly Skin Charity. One of the book's main characters, Ben the Butterfly, is even modelled on the Deborah Butterfly logo. Deborah Ireland was established to provide support services to patients and families living with the debilitating skin disease Epidermolysis bullosa, while the charity also works on research into treatment and cures for those living with the condition. Brendan is also very complimentary of Leash Local Enterprise Office, which helped with his website www.bedtimestory.ie. The book is written, illustrated and printed in Ireland, something that is very important to the author. This Christmas we are all conscious of the Made in Ireland by Irish and shop local movements. So bringing the book entirely to life in Ireland was certainly a prerequisite again on my publishing journey. The book is available at Arboretum, Eason's in Fair Green, Made in Carlow on Tullow Street, Ra Wood and Birdcage Cafe in Bagnallstown. Brendan is also working on his third book, which he hopes to publish in 2022. For more information, check out Brendan's website, www.bedtimestory.ie. Bagnallstown Park Award, an exciting first for County Carlow. Article by Suzanne Pender. Bagnallstown Town Park achieved a first for County Carlow when it was awarded a Green Flag Community Award recently. The community park was among the recipients at the 2021 Green Flag Awards announced by Antashka Environmental Education, which acknowledges Ireland's best public parks and gardens. The number of green flag awards for the best parks and gardens to visit in Ireland has increased this year, with 32 local authorities and park operators now partnering with Antashka in delivering the international scheme. Only awarded for exceeding tough environmental standards in green space management and excellence of visitor attractions, the green flag awards scheme is the mark of a quality park or green space and is recognised throughout the world. Bagnallstown Town Park's achievement is the first time a community space in County Carlow has been accredited under the scheme. 
I would like to take this opportunity to thank all of the hard work put in by park staff and community volunteers across the country, said Minister of State for Community Development and Charities, Joe O'Brien. Not only in achieving this green flag success for Ireland today, but in maintaining the many parks, gardens and greens across the country for our mutual benefit. It's a great credit that they largely remained open and well managed at this difficult time. Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. I can't wait to get my COVID booster jab. Some months ago I thought the HSE had taken leave of its senses when I saw construction work getting underway for a drive-through COVID test centre in the grounds of St. Dimpna's Hospital, Carlow. Like many other people, I had come to accept that irrespective of what great strides our medics had made in combating the new virus, and keeping most of us alive, the reality was that this new killer had no intention of going anywhere. When I received my first COVID jab in May, one of the vaccinators told me to get used to the idea that the vaccine would become part and parcel of normal life. That observation is now a reality, as I anxiously wait for my booster shot. I do not want to become part of the daily statistic which gives the number of COVID patients who are hospitalised, or worse still, in intensive care. The stats show that the majority of those who have been hospitalised are people who have chosen not to take the vaccine, along with some who were among the first to get the jab. All I can say is, the quicker the better I receive that all-important text message saying there is an appointment for me. Again, similar to when the vaccination programme got underway, there is confusion among the general public and naturally there has been a high number of cancellations. But as was shown earlier in the year, those organising the programme will get a handle on things, even if there is a lack of knowledge when it comes to geography. Remember the Carlo Cavan episode I referred to recently? But back to the drive-through. Whenever I was passing the centre, I always threw a quick glance in to see if it is busy. During the summer months, there were days when I witnessed little or no activity. I'm not saying it was quiet, because unless I spent several days there I could not judge, but my observations were enough to give me a general feel for the situation. I must admit I was quite happy whenever there was an absence of cars at the facility. To my way of thinking, a quiet drive-through represented all quiet on the Covid front, so to speak. But in recent weeks all of that changed drastically, and for the worse. Whenever I pass by St. Dimpton's now, a line of cars stretches out onto the old Dublin road. I don't know what it will be like over the coming days and weeks, but in recent times there wasn't an appointment slot to be had there. Suddenly the clock has been wound back to last February, when we were in the eye of the storm when it came to people suffering from COVID-19. And while I hadn't got rid of the face mask, I had relaxed somewhat with the use of disposable gloves. Not anymore. It is back to using them whenever I go near a petrol pump or an ATM, and the sanitizer is overused for everything else, to such an extent that my hands have become raw again. Did you notice the difference in quality of the various hand sanitizers? Some outlets have the best of stuff. It's like rubbing your hands with liquid silk. But there are others who must be getting gallons of the stuff for practically nothing. Not only does it kill the bugs on your hands, but it practically rots the skin as well. But if that's all I have to worry about, I'll be lucky. 
The latest news is that another variant has reared its ugly head, and as yet, our scientists don't even know if the vaccine is any good against it. So, it's back to the drawing board. And while we shouldn't complain if we manage to dodge getting infected, having to head for home at 12am after a night out just isn't the Irish way of doing things. If we don't get to see the sunrise after a night out, there must be something wrong. Again, like a lot of other things which have become the norm since the pandemic, we'll just have to get used to it.